We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio this uh this morning, we'll talk uh, a certain opening on the West Coast. We'll talk what happened during uh, Lane Kiffin's press conference yesterday, look at some NFL stuff, and uh, much more over the course of the next hour. And so with you here on the show, a show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Remember to uh, go by and see the stuff. Check out up and operating at the Oxford Exxon Blue Sky location there on Highway 6 West. Take care of your own uh, own groceries. Check out yourself and get on your way there with that Blue Sky location. You also can download the Speed Pass Plus app. You can earn points, save money, and you get the lunch special here locally for $5.69, two sides, bread, 32-ounce drink, and more. And again, we're coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are. I was just texting uh, our buddy Corey Clark. Corey Clark, uh, Clark Ford, 662-257-1900. It's in Amory, Mississippi. Call that number. Ask for Corey. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line, no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. Let's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest will join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. be a great place this week. Hang out, uh, watch a weekend of football. Ole Miss doesn't kick until 7 o'clock. Maybe you're doing the Grove. Maybe you're not doing the Grove, whatever the case may be. Stop by Rafters, get a burger, po' boy, great appetizers, great beer selection, full bar, the whole deal. Rafters, music and food on the square in Oxford and also in New Albany. I keep forgetting we have a 7 o'clock kick. Like yeah. I, and I keep knowing it's a night game, but the 7 is – I I need a 2.30 against Alabama. I need the 2.30. I don't need the the 6.30, the 8.15. What else is that day? I don't know. I mean, it's the best game of the day. So CBS, do us a favor here. Like, I know you can only have Alabama like six times a year, but let's 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 use one right here. It feels it feels important. It feels like they will, but I'm looking because they don't even have they don't have Alabama Florida this week, so that helps. So they've got what we got. It's October second. Is that right? That's correct. Hmm. 
All right, so got Ole Miss, Alabama. <laughs> okay. Got Georgia uh, hosting Arkansas. You got Florida, Kentucky. Kentucky could be unbeat, unbeaten. And it, it's actually a pretty good football day. You got uh, ooh LSU, Auburn, and Baton Rouge. You got Mississippi State, Texas A and M. What if Mississippi State beats LSU? They'd be unbeaten. That's all on one day. All one day. Yeah. So see, the the, the best game is Ole Miss Alabama, but you're CBS, and you can only take Alabama a certain number of times. I think it's six, but I don't know that. And for you're sure. taking Alabama the next week in College Station. You're going to take them against LSU because you always do. You're going to take them against Auburn because you always do. You typically take them. Well, they won't take them for Tennessee because I think they'll take LSU Ole Miss for that day. Okay. I know we're getting way ahead. I think it will be the CBS game, but maybe not. Yeah. And here's the deal on LSU, I mean, on Alabama. Yeah, State Kentucky feels like an 11 o'clock ESPN kick right out of game day. It's a good palate cleanser for your day. Yeah, I don't know what the rest of the national slate is that day. Yeah. But the SEC has that time slot right out of game day at 11. That makes sense to me. So we'll see. Yeah. Might be a rough, just a run of night games for a while. Um, Yay. Pumped. So excited. Awesome. 11 o'clock feels like a far cry from... Uh, we, we we had a string of them. We had a lot of them. Uh, so plenty, plenty of topics today. Um, I, I will say, I get some credit here um, while we're discussing TV and ESPN. I never would have watched... Ravens Raiders last night. I would probably wouldn't have turned it on. I probably wouldn't even known who who went to who was one when I went to bed. The Eli Payton thing last night was really really well done. Um, it oh, was exceptional. It was it was and Russell Wilson. It started slow because they were using a few too many props. They couldn't figure. And, and look, they're doing this on the fly. It's the first one. I'm not criticizing even in a little bit. Yeah, but. They didn't really know what camera to have, primary and secondary, and they were trying to figure out, okay, is the game the star, are the people the stars, what are we doing here? Sure. And then sometime around late second quarter, the producers really got into it, figured out what worked best, and when it they allowed it to just slow down and be conversations with the game in the big screen, it was incredibly compelling television from a sports programming standpoint to the point that I mean, if that's an option, I'll watch it, and I really don't give a damn who's playing, and I'm pretty locked in. I mean, I sat there and watched the rest of the game. I mean, Me too. And, and, and there was a there was a, such a good mix of guests, and we'll see how that continues as, as the year moves on. Well, they can get anyone. Well, right, that's what I mean. But my point being, you had yeah you know, Russell Wilson, fantastic. I mean, it was like, hey, you know, last couple minutes of the game, quarterback, what are we thinking? What are we doing here? All this kind of stuff. Ray Lewis was phenomenal, given a defensive perspective earlier in the game, running through, well, as a linebacker, here's what I'm seeing, here's what I'm doing, all these different things. I, See, thought, I, I thought Kelsey was the weakest, but I, yeah, it was I, fine. I didn't even get until – because Carson had soccer in Tupelo, so he and I got back at like 9.15, 9.20. Mm-hmm. And so by then the game was in the third quarter because I listened to some of the game on Westwood One driving back. Yeah. By the way, Kevin Harlan is fantastic on radio. He is good. Yeah. He's just great. Yeah. 
Um, so I turned that on, and I'm like, in me, and I'm like you on a normal Monday night. Wouldn't have on a day when you know it's my, a close game. So I like the last three minutes of a close game, but that's about. But it. I don't usually make it that long because yeah. Monday's a long day. Yeah, and you throw in driving to Tupelo, and I ran while Carson was, you know, so I was nasty and. I needed to take a shower and all that stuff. And I turned on the game, and that was fantastic. Russell Wilson was great. What I loved about Wilson is that you could tell. Here's Russell Wilson, Super Bowl champion. Mm-hmm. Dates are married to a supermodel. Yeah. The, the whole I mean, Russell Wilson has a good gig, and he still has an awe thing for Peyton and Eli. Like those are guys. He who, was the kid in the room. He looked up to them. Yeah, 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 st- yeah. And they're like, "Hey, can you stay? Oh, I'm staying. <laughs> I mean, I got stuff to do, but." Yeah, you awesome. you want me to stay? I'm staying. I thought <laughs> yeah. that was cool, and and getting and a few times like you'd hear them say, "Oh, that's cover zero." They they, knew, they they would know it right away. Yeah, it was just kind of it was kind of fun. I mean, you saw all their different personalities because Elon and Peyton have to, two totally kind of different. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 tick at a different calibration. But Wilson, I loved the Russell Wilson part of it. Yeah, you. I mean, frankly, I think it would be worth it to you to go back and just find the Ray Lewis part because I thought Ray was incredibly good yesterday. I thought they were great. Um, and I think not only do they have great chemistry, though, the brothers have been around their whole lives, yeah. but you mentioned the different personalities. Peyton brought Eli out enough yeah. to let them both be maybe not equals but very similar and play their own roles effectively as yeah. it was going on, whereas – if Eli's out there with somebody more similar to him, it gets a little quiet. They needed Peyton to sort of bring yeah. the energy to pull him into the conversation a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, just the – and it's a duh thing. We know this. But the football acumen of just seeing the play as it develops, before it develops, you go, okay, well, here's here's what they're actually doing. Because, I mean, that's look, that's, that's what makes this good television for anybody that has any interest in football schematics is – we all don't know football. So when you're able to show the game in front of us and go, well, this is why they did that and what they were actually trying to do. Well, now I'm plugged in. Okay, yeah, well, Peyton's, cool. I, oh, well, hell, okay, that makes sense. Peyton yeah. starts rolling the tape back and showing you what like what they did and stuff. I'm like, oh, I, I didn't see that. And, you know, it's, <laughs> well, that's I mean, why was, you and I have had this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I make fun to some people in the stream might not. It actually this. plays into it because of the pro football focus thing. So we're, we're, yeah. we're good for yeah. a little while. We're, <laughs> we're going there. Yeah. That was the highlight of yesterday. Yeah. I, I have routinely been asked throughout my journalism career by people who I worked for and then subsequently by message board people, hey, why don't you do more X and O stuff? And I say my answer has always been because I don't ever want to put on a t-shirt that says, yes, I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. Know your strengths. I can – you give me four quotes in 10 minutes, and I can put 500 words together. Sure. And make it grammatically sound and fairly entertaining. That's my strength. Now, ask me to break down a defense? No. No. The most eye-opening part, and we'll, again, we'll transition a couple minutes to what you're talking about, is that even multiple times last night – Especially at the end, when it, not necessarily Harper on the Ray Lewis part, but it was interesting to me because you had an offensive conversation and defensive conversation versus them all just talking about one side of the field. Yeah, where but they're, they're all cheering, because by the end they're all cheering for the quarterback. Right, yeah. <laughs> so at one point, Peyton's going, well, hey, Ray, what'd you see here? And then Ray's going, well, here's what they were trying to do. And they were playing off one another because even Peyton and Eli wasn't quite sure 
what the defense's plan was, so they couldn't figure out what the offense's goal was in the play because they weren't in the huddle, obviously, and sure. seeing those things. Sure. So that was what was eye-opening to me was even those cats, dudes with lots of Super Bowls and all kind of stuff and Hall of Famers and whatever, they could not have graded that play effectively for all 22 positions because they didn't know what the actual goal was for all 22 positions. So when the so guy, if those dudes can't do it, when the guy from the Herald Leader Inquirer Star, yeah, does the here's what happened on third and seven. Maybe. Tell, tell him to go <laughs> screw himself because he has no idea what the hell he's talking about. We don't know what that dude's goal was in that play most of the time. And, and most of them are not a good enough writer to put that into layman's terms and make it work. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I found it all compelling. I mean, I even found, again, were the props necessary early? No. They got too busy. It was really, really busy early on. Until I bet, I bet next week's it. phenomenal. So, early on, because like even, I mean, as dumb as this sounds, I was intrigued by, and there's this clips on social media for anybody who just wants to see it, but... Even they were discussing what goes on in the headsets, and Peyton and Eli kind of role-played. Peyton was playing Gruden, and they ran through a play, and he's like, all right, here's what this, what this sounds like. And it's like, you know, the big, long play, and it's like, all right, here we go, blah, blah, blah. But he tells him in the middle of it, we're running the freeze play. Well, when Eli's playing the quarterback, and he goes, okay, he's in the huddle, and he's telling you what he would, what he would say in the huddle, and he says, freeze play, freeze play. And what he means is, when he gets to the line of scrimmage, he's going to go through a cadence that means nothing. And then he's going to stop. He's still listening to his coach, because you have it until a certain point of the play clock. And then Peyton comes back in playing Gruden, and he goes, all right, freeze, freeze, they're in this, 58 freedom, 58 freedom. Changes the play at the line of scrimmage through the headset. Then he actually gets into the play audibles and gives the real cadence and snaps the ball. And it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And that's why when the yeah, NFL, it's like, okay, yeah. the NFL <laughs> needs to know that quarterbacks are let, let they love football. Yeah. It was like, oh, okay. That's 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 not what I was anticipating there. Okay. So. You start to see why some guys, Jeff George, Jamarcus Russell, you start to see why some guys just never made it in the NFL, despite having cannons on their right arms. And, and, and see why Ryan Fitzpatrick can't get fired. Yeah. Because when someone says, you know, we ought to move off of him, the coach goes, no, no, no. <laughs> no, I get itchy thinking about it. You know, I mean. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. It, it, was, it was good TV. I'm, I know they're not doing it every single week, but the ones that they are, it's. it's. Oh, they are doing next week, though, right? I think they're doing next week, but it's like maybe it's 10 or 12. But oh, I mean. I wouldn't be shocked to see a, a larger order because I think it went quite well last night. I went from I'm probably not going to watch Monday Night Football to I won't miss Monday Night Football. I never even considered turning the normal telecast on. Oh, no. Like, no. never even no. thought about it. No. I, With I, all due respect to whoever the hell's doing it this year, yeah. I had no. Th those poor saps lost <laughs> last night. Those cats are like, hey, we might as well be doing the uh, SEC network alternate channel slash ESPN plus streaming game. They're going to get the same numbers that Tennessee Tech Tennessee will get this weekend. Yeah, so I'm, I mean, their families will watch. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you get Todd Blackledge or Elon Payton. Okay, I mean, it's so. a no-brainer. 
<laughs> glad ESPN could watch our show, figure out what Pete was doing for us in the second quarter, and emulate it. I mean, really, it was just people helping people that's around. That's what we story. do. That's that's the yeah. that's the goal. <laughs> and for the people that asked, no, we cannot replicate that. We can't, we can't stream the game. <laughs> we would we would get into a wee bit of trouble. Yeah, we don't have the rights for for, for, for that. ESPN has all the rights. Yeah, to everything, pretty much. Yeah, it's they they own they own sports. So what we were referencing a second ago was um, Pro Football Focus, who we appreciate. They're partners for us. They do lots of things that I include in my content every week from a from a lining up alignment standpoint mm-hmm. is what I really use them for focusing on. Even to the point of I was talking about Matt Corral and Michael Pratt today in my 3-2-1 about how long they hold on to the football, how much time they have on the pocket, those things that are – the things that are completely measurable, yes. they do a phenomenal job with. They right. give you as much info as you can possibly come up with, and we use as much of that as we can. So there's tons of that in my content today. But it's why I was really hesitant last week, because frankly, the grades didn't look right um, to my eye, where I thought it was going to be a bigger problem than it was an asset to us if we put them out there. Um, and Pro Football Focus had Ole Miss, one of the top five offensive linemen, the offensive lines of the week or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Which also was a little weird because when I went into the, the system this morning, the individual grades did not – I mean, they were good, but they didn't necessarily line up to that. It kind of surprised me that, that they had that type of grade as a group. So he was asked the question yesterday about <laughs> the, uh, the pro football focus uh, grading thing. And his quote was, pro uh, football focus – don't don't know a lot about watching film, so no, no disrespect, but we didn't play really well up front. I think the numbers look good, but tell Pro Football Focus to realize we're running against a five-man box most of the time, that they're staying deep because there are three, there are three receivers, so you're supposed to be able to run into that. We got beat in pass protection and one-on-one matchups. Quarterback had to get rid of the ball early, so I was not pleased with how they played up front, but what do I know? Yeah. Lane Kiffin. Completely joking or a little annoyed? Be honest for sure, but beyond the honesty. No, he was in message sending mode yesterday. I wrote about this and what he said, what yeah. he meant. Lane Kiffin was sending messages yesterday. You know, we hadn't talked about this much. They've played two games in seven days, six days, five days, whatever the hell. I lose track of time. And they're up to number 17 in the national polls. People are talking about them in these really lofty mm-hmm. ways. And this was his way yesterday of saying, hey, guys. You haven't done jack. You hadn't beaten anybody. I can't say it out loud, but Louisville's not very good and Austin P sucks. Yeah. You hadn't done anything. And quite frankly, we played kind of sloppy and we got a good team coming in. And it's about to get it's about to get going. And we got to play better. You need to quit for lack of a better word, resting on your laurels sure. and let's get to work. Yeah. It's a very similar message that Nick Saban had to send in Tuscaloosa. You see so much of Kif- of Saban's influence on Kiffin in a press conference now. Mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin studied Nick Saban those three years. It's the funny part about whether they get along or not. I don't know. I hear different things. Whether, whether you know, the one thing that's that's not debatable based on, and again, I've never talked to Lane Kiffin at all about anything ever i'm local media and he has no purpose for us but it's pretty obvious when you pay attention to what he how he handles press conferences and that kind of thing that he has spent a lot of time studying nick saban 
when he was there, there was there was a lot of osmosis. It's what I find too. It's like, hey, do they like each other? Do they not like each other? You know, human relationships in general are pretty complicated. There are other there are other answers other than, hey, they have dinner every Sunday night, or they wouldn't pee on each other if they were burning. Like, there's a lot right. of middle ground here where. They might be buddies, they might not, but it's just funny how everybody wants to put you in a box of zero or ten. And you know they what? I, I, perfect, I, or they hate each other. I'll another. tell you what I hear. I hear that personally, they don't really care for one another that much, but that professionally, there is a ton of respect. Yeah, a ton of respect. They both say lots of nice things. Well, no, like, I think yeah, they mean yeah. it. I mean, I think I think Lane Kiffin believes that he became a much better coach by spending three years with the, the tyrant in Tuscaloosa. And Saban credits Kiffin for changing their offense. Because he did. Yeah. Saban has openly admitted, to his credit, that he brought Lane Kiffin in and said, I'm, here's why you're here. Fix it. You're smart. We're getting beat by this. Auburn was getting them. Ole Miss, Ole Miss was getting them with that RPO thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, Saban says, I don't like the rule with the linemen can block downfield and stuff, but if that's going to be the rule, let's go. And he brought him in and said, run it. And what's interesting, and where Kiffin does not get nearly enough credit, was he'd never run it before. He learned it. He ran a pro-style offense. He ran the Pete Carroll offense. Mm-hmm. But people are obsessed, and it's coming in two weeks. Oh, they, they, they what, what's your relationship? I don't know. What difference does it make? How many people can you even have a relationship with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not called and reviewing notes every Monday morning, but it's going to be all right. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, how many close personal friends can you really have? Well, I mean, we had Gus and Freeze who were oh, I mean, God. tight. So, I mean, you know, man. I mean, 6 a.m. phone calls every morning. No, they're different people. They come from different generations. They're, they're completely different backgrounds. I mean, it's, it's you know, but they both, they both really like football. Mm-hmm. They both come from a football background. Yeah, Lane Kiffin's dad was a, and is, but was a famous defensive coordinator in the NFL. And Nick Saban's dad was a Pop Warner legend mm-hmm. in West Virginia. I mean, they both grew up around football. Yeah, and so there's a lot there. But I mean, you know, people get hung up on the the personal part of it. And to me, who cares? Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Settle County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis, so you're in local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with a taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, and voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads, quality fresh ingredients you can't help but crave. Coming soon... Walk-On Sports Bistro, more than a restaurant, 1737B University Avenue in Oxford. Uh, Muddy Water Camo, go there. Go to MuddyWaterOutdoors.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE, get 35% off any products from the site. If you order more than $100, it's free shipping. Several new products on the site now, and plus their Muddy Water Lady Camo Apparel is available as well. Again, MuddyWaterOutdoors.com, promo code REBELGROVE. 
while you're entering the promo code Rebel Grove. Head over to Dead Soxy, deadsoxy.com. Check out their college collection. They're all Miss Socks. Uh, 25% off your entire order at Dead Soxy. Don't forget about the clearance section as well, where you can add 25% off to the already slashed prices. If you've never tried Dead Soxy, you should. They're the best thing you'll ever put on your feet. And you can also, while we're talking about the Grove and getting ready for it and that kind of thing, people will be in the Grove this weekend, Ole Miss and Tulane. You want seven South tailgating to hook you up. They offer single-game packages. They still have availability for all six remaining home games. They provide the equipment, secure the spot, set everything up for you. Unloading assistance, food, beverage, delivery on game day. They've got single-game packages, They've, and they also have season packages. Whatever the case may be, get in touch with them. Find out more, 7southtailgating.com, 662-321-1682. And uh, the Grove, probably, I'm guessing, will have some um, alcoholic beverages in the uh, running around this weekend when Tulane comes to town. Uh, so you want to get in touch with Game Changer Patch Company. Help you prepare. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for the next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 25% off your order. Podcast also brought to you by Visit Oxford. Tunes around town back this weekend, Friday, September 17th. Four different locations for that. At the uh, Growler, it's John Mosley's duo. Pocket Park has Davis Cohen. Spring Street, Tony Boyd. And Southern Table Blues Doctors. Bus tours also 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock on Friday. You can make reservations there. An adult ticket gets you $100 off a pair of Blue Delta jeans as well. So to find all the events coming on this week and every week, visit OxfordMS.com slash events so yep uh clay helton out at usc um southern cal has had three straight coaches fired mid-season lane kiffin steve sarkeesian and now clay helton after at some uh, point it's a you problem it is very much a you problem yes because (laughs) i mean both dudes have left been brilliant play callers and have high profile jobs at some point hey look look inside yourself that maybe it was not the coaches your firings fault at different points it's now obviously fault. at the time Sarkeesian had some stuff going on he but did. um I mean I'm not shocked Clay Helton was fired yesterday at all I mean they got popped by Stanford SC can't it's not they can't figure out what they are but they've got a lot of infighting they've got a west coast version of kind of a Texas situation from boards and famous alumni and all the cooks and the in the broth and all this different stuff going on um that they can't get in a clear direction they can't decide to seemingly just hire the best coach they keep looking for different things um and frankly they still think it's 2005 a little bit there's a little bit of sc of not adapting to 2021 adapting to the times a little bit um I mean, they're certainly behind Oregon in the Pac-12 right now yeah, from a sure. program standpoint. Sure. Um, now, maybe that's it, but they are behind Oregon for sure. Uh, I don't know what direction they go, but I feel like they're going to continue swimming in place until somebody actually takes charge, and there's no one out there in that administration around that program to take charge. Here's my thing about the firing of Clay Helton. Uh-huh. You're going to fire a coach after two games? You should have fired him in the offseason. There's nothing in two games that makes it fireworthy at all. You'd already made up your mind to fire. Yeah. So just do it. So why didn't they? I don't know. 
I mean, I don't, I'm dysfunction? not tuned into that program. Dysfunction? So now the job's open. Sure. It's going to be talked about for 10 weeks. If you read someone that says the job is X's to turn down. Because that's already happened last night. I would disregard that. Was it a 24-7 reporter? They they wrote it, but no offense, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Uh, some reporter last night was reporting that it was Luke Fickle's job to turn down. Yeah. I don't believe that to be true. Now, this- If so, then everybody knew Luke Fickle was taking the job two weeks ago and they were waiting on a time to fire Clay Helton because it doesn't happen in three hours. No. You, That's impossible. You, you could have hired Luke Fickle in January. Yes. And he would take in your job. Of course. The AD at USC was the former AD at Cincinnati, and he hired Luke Fickle. And I think people, So we're just doing some... Look, there are some other names that I would keep an eye on. Uh, James Franklin makes a ton of sense. It's been out there for a while that Franklin and Penn State don't exactly... aren't exactly tight. I've seen people mention Dan Mullen... Saw that yesterday. Um, there are some rumblings that Mullen and Florida aren't exactly on the greatest of terms, that Mullen doesn't feel like Florida's commitment is as high as it needs to be to compete with Georgia right now. Sorry, it was Dennis Dodd who reported Okay, Same difference. Okay. Um, if you're USC, the, the, the one thing that comes out of doing this is it lets you start doing a lot of research on a lot of people. And openly, yeah. You're not doing the under-the-table Yeah. Stuff. And I think that's what you you will see happen. I don't I don't buy that they're locked in on anybody. People mentioned Lane Kiffin. I know that Keyshawn Johnson mentioned Lane Kiffin yesterday. I mean, it's it, it's kind of like LSU. It's really easy content. It's funny. It's, it's the whole you get clicks. Yeah, people talk about it. But they fired him on the tarmac, and some of the same people who were there are w- still there. Are still there. So that's a, now you know. Does is Lane Kiffin? Would Lane Kiffin love to go back to California and be closer to his kids? I presume so. Again, let me be upfront here. When you hear people go, "I'm close personal friends with Lane Kiffin," no, they're not. Yeah, there's like three of those. Yeah, and I I don't have that relationship. Don't anticipate ever having that relationship. I don't know what Lane Kiffin wants to do in terms of being closer to his children. I have no idea. I don't know whether the way he does. His parenting now is sufficient for him. I have no clue. The world has changed. I haven't seen my daughter in person in, what, five, six weeks? Yet I see her all the time because we FaceTime. So it's a different world today. I mean, he FaceTimed his son halftime of a football game the other night in Oxford. Is that sufficient? I don't know. You'd have to ask him, and I don't know him well enough to ask that question. Um. But it's it doesn't it doesn't pass the initial smell test that mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin and USC would renew acquaintances at this point. Frankly, the name that when I heard it, I went, "Oh, that makes a ton of sense." Is James Franklin? It's California. He can recruit everywhere. It's good football. He's a really good football coach, and it just doesn't feel like Penn State's going to get back to that place again. It makes sense. He's so icky that I just – but I know. It's college football coaches. Icky is like pretty much par for the course. 
Yeah, Sammy keeps saying David Shaw. I just think Shaw's star has fallen too much. I think that had been different three years ago. I mean, it's, it's possible. You know, I mean, it depends on what they're looking for. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think they're looking for straight arrow, but at the same time. But my point is this. When you hear people go, oh, they're done. Yeah. That makes no sense. They have weeks. No, they have free reign now to just go. Yeah, to explore. And you can get burned. I read Dellinger's story, by the way, about the hiring of Dan Mullen at Florida. It was brilliant. One of the things that you learn from it is that, you know, the 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 flavor of the month at that point was Scott Frost. Mm-hmm. And Florida went and interviewed him and said, hey, he's not ready. And you see that now. He, he wasn't, wasn't ready. ready. And so the question with Fickle would be, is he ready? <clears throat> I'll throw another name at you. Would Ryan Day leave USC for – I mean, leave Ohio State for USC. Why? I don't know. I don't know what the positive of that would be. Living in California? I mean, okay. Yeah, but, that's, I mean, that's yeah. it. Yeah. No, no, hell no. You know, because that's the job that Luke Fickle craves is Ohio State that's or, a, or Notre Dame. That's a worse job. SC is so, a far worse job than Ohio State. You know, would, would Fickle leave Cincinnati? Of course. I mean, I, I would think you'd leave Cincinnati for USC. I don't know how you could justify in your mind staying. And Ryan Day's from New Hampshire. Yeah. I mean, he's so, good. I don't know. I mean, the point is, I, I just think it's way too early for people to get into this. Here's who the top two candidates are. Here's the great news for a lot of guys is they just got leverage. Oh, well, 100%. I mean, if you're Jimmy Sexton. Jimmy had a good day. If you're Russ Campbell. Yesterday was a great day because your top guys have leverage. Hey, USC called. Shit. Here's, here's an, an extra three hundred. Here's another yeah. million. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so who knows? But them going and getting Lane Kiffin is about as from a just common sense is about like say, hey, we're gonna go back and get Sarkeesian. Yeah. Why? Yeah, that it just doesn't. You fired him on the tarmac within the last five, six years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I guess. If so, you are operating from a pool so small that you have no free thinker in the room whatsoever. I mean, th- th- that's that's what I take from, from from that. I mean, I no, come on. I mean, I guess it's conceivable. Well, look, anything's possible. It's you college know. football. It's a dumb sport. Sure. And so, at some point, someone will ask Lane Kiffin about it, and he will give a a generic answer, which is the smart thing to do because why would he hand his leverage away? Oh, you just shut up and coach and let the rumor mill run. You say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm coaching at Ole Miss right now. Yeah. That's the answer. People go, oh, God, he said right now. Yeah, he's got leverage. Why would he give the why – why in the world would he give leverage away? I mean, frankly, if I'm an Ole Miss fan, the job or two that I don't want to come open, I wouldn't want the Florida job to come open right now. Yeah. If I'm an Ole Miss fan, that would scare me a lot more than USC. Frankly, a lot more than LSU, even though LSU's a great job. I mean, the last three coaches who've coached at LSU won the national championship. Maybe um, being a little hyperbolic because we're in the middle of it and we're seeing our the fan base, we we cover talk and all that kind of thing. Why? And, and I know the answer is just the no-man nature, the, the, the reputation for wanderlust, all that kind of stuff. But 
you don't necessarily hear every coach that's winning suddenly pop up everywhere. Is it because Lane is so popular with clicks as yes. much as anything? What what makes him be the one who goes, oh my God, this job is open, so let's hammer this for six weeks? Like it, it, well, it's a no one loves Twitter literally, yeah. more than media loves Twitter, yeah. And you write the words Lane Kiffin, and you get tons of engagement, yeah. It's the bad, most baffling thing in the world. Um, but you do. And so if you put up a list and you put Lane, pick Lane Kiffin's picture on it, yeah. well, you're going to get more clicks than if you put Mario Cristobal's picture on it. Exactly. Where people go, I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lane's like the high rent version of Dan Mullen when it comes to clicks and pictures and yeah. things. I mean, you know, so if you're if you're paid by the click and there are media entities that are, it makes sense that you'd list Kiffin. Especially now, it's kind of a free shot. From a media standpoint, you know this. We've done coaching searches where the job opened up in October. The first couple of weeks are like, hey, let's play. Let's have some fun. Dana Holgerson was on the front of rebelgrove.com one day. Yeah, let you play. We heard something. And you can because we did. We heard yeah. something. All. And let you play with it. And let you kind of freely go, hey, it's too early to really dive into this. So here are the rumors. And you've got enough percentage of your audience that goes, yeah, just give me rumors. Oh, well, sure. Because it's mean, fun. It's okay, September sure. the 14th. They're not doing anything for two and a half months. No, they're just chilling. I will tell Ole Miss people this. If every coaching rumor involving Kiffin drives you crazy, this is going to be a really long fall. I mean, you're going to have a really long fall. And the people that are like, well, just don't ever talk about it. Well, how do we do that? Yeah, I mean. Come, come on, be, let's get real. <laughs> His name's going to pop up at a lot of places. Frankly, at any big job that opens up, his name's going to come up. If it's realistic or not, I don't know. Just don't talk about it. But the whole, can we just not talk about it? No, of course not. We can't just not talk about it. (laughs) But I don't, initially, on September the 14th, put a whole lot of, it's hard for me to put a whole lot of credibility into, yeah, Lane Kiffin to USC makes a ton of sense. Because on the surface, you're like, it doesn't. Uh, really doesn't. No. Unless they like, formally apologize to him. I mean, that, that would be. I'm not sure SC's a better job. Well, that's the other part. At the moment. Well, here's now, the. Now, the ceiling is really high. It's so freaking high. But, but where do they fall once all of the pieces have been re- redistributed on the, on the chessboard? Yeah. Are they still in the Pac 12? Is the Pac 12 weak? What's, I mean, is the Pac 12 what it is today? Do they move to another league? Are, yeah. they, are they part Did of the Oregon? Go to the Big Ten? I mean, how, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, are they part of the Big Ten? Are they part of a of a a big SEC thing? I mean, what are the, what are they? What are they? No, there's a certain value in knowing where the hell the the home's going to be for a while. I mean, yeah, Chris Peterson's time in the sun has passed. Uh, sure. Oh, Fickle would jump to Penn State in a heartbeat. Would probably oh, oh, blast oh, oh, the Penn State. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just. And so if, if Penn State's feelings about Franklin are somewhat reciprocated, again, Franklin makes a ton of sense. Franklin yeah. makes so much sense that if you told me that I had to put my money on someone today, sure, I think without hesitation I would put it on Frank, yeah. Franklin. Philip, I mean, the retention bonus is there for Kiffin, but I'll be honest – 
the date on that makes no sense to me. And this is not feeding into a conspiracy theory at all. I just don't really understand why that's the date. Because Kiffin gets like $500,000 if he's the coach on January 1st. That date is too early to have any impact on anything. Because in theory, you could coach the Citrus Bowl that morning, make 500 k and then take a job two days later. Is that what you're reporting? Yes, absolutely. Okay. But I, I just... <laughs> Contractually, I would like for that if, I, if I'm Keith Carter and Ole Miss, that date needs to be February first, not January first. Yeah, like for I sure. don't. There might be a reason that Lane didn't want to sign that. Well, fair enough, but then you don't get a retention bonus. Yeah, because like, you I want mean, February first because that would prevent the NFL jump too. That's true. Now the other thing that I hate, and I'm gonna get ahead of it now on the skiffing things so that we don't have to do this forever, is yeah. the he bought a house. Oh, he did. So. Have you ever been to any town anywhere but they don't make houses? Because I've been to a lot of places and every place has houses. That was an underlying, it was kind of an oxygen, like, lo- it was a local thing. <laughs> yes. People that don't live here wouldn't understand this yeah. at all. And they'll go, no. I was like, there was a lot of paranoia when he was renting for a while. Yeah. That was a bothersome topic for a lot of people. Because here's a little inside real estate. Lane Kiffin wanted... Lane Kiffin wanted to live on the water, and in Oxford, that's really hard. There's no water. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, he could buy Hughes' house out on the lake at, at the Highlands, but yeah. like otherwise, I don't know what. Not the, catching I, any tarpon in that water. No, and I Lane, wouldn't think. And, and I don't think Lane's a bass fisherman, so he was having a hard time. <laughs> like it was, it was. You know, Sardis is a pretty good commute back to the facility. I don't, I, I don't know, but yeah. So Lane took a little bit before he, before he purchased some real estate. Thanks to Kyle Wilson for the super chat. He says, who's the hardest coach to play for in the SEC? Probably Saban. Because of what's expected day in, day out. Yeah. The robot nature of it. Yeah. Volatility or drawn, I think, would drive me crazy as my head coach. Yeah. That'd be a lot. You never know what you're getting day in, day out. Boy, that deal. That deal is just... You're you're rooting for Mike Leach next week, aren't you? I don't know how long he could survive. That's what I'm saying. If he loses to state, yeah, you're rooting for Mike Leach next week. I, listen, I I think there's a real chance next week that the the shape of the league takes a real different look. I think Texas A&M will beat Arkansas, and I think LSU will beat Mississippi State. But if the football gods came down right this moment and told you, no, Arkansas wins in Arlington and Mississippi State beats LSU in Starkville, are you floored? Do you look at the football gods and go, oh, you're, you're, are you guys on opioids? I don't think you do. I think you go, oh, how about that? And if that happens, the next morning, the shape of the league has completely changed mm-hmm. because the Texas A&M thing will be, well, that's a fraud. And the LSU thing will be a smoldering pile of rubble. Because I don't, I mean, again, if LSU loses to Mississippi State. No, that whole run there. It's Auburn, Kentucky, Florida, Ole Miss, Alabama, Arkansas. Good God. That's the next run. It's over. He doesn't, I don't know that he coaches in Oxford at that point. Oh, I mean, listen, if, if he loses to Mississippi State, I don't know that he coaches the next week at home. Oh, well, he, he's not getting fired. David. I don't know. No, it would take a few, but. Well, they have a built-in easy solution. Because of all the stuff. They can 
go bring Stevensminger out of yeah. retirement to finish the year. To finish the season, nobody would ever say, "Hey, you should make Steven." No, he's their own little John L. Smith, and everybody likes him as a human being. Yeah, and they would that would cool the temperature and let them just figure it out. Let the media turn to the coaching search and away from just how bad it is. Sure, it's possible. Fascinating game. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team, bringing you world-class broadband, nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, wireless mesh extender, and more. Call the office for details and get the best internet around. Again, that's nespark.com. Grind's right. He says A&M Media carrying water like desert camels. Yes. <laughs> it's just what they do. They love them. They love them. You read their stuff. You ever noticed? It was just a blip on the radar. Okay, guys. It's, Texas it's A&M Media, the end to every article has like an uplifting note. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, they have to close in a good place? Yeah. I always I will go read it to find it, and I'll entertain myself by reading the last line of of content hey but the play was great it really was a title performance i mean up until we got to elm it was a great parade (laughs) (laughs) uh automation control systems llc is uh, owned by Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's established in 2013. They're a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation recognized system integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much, much more. ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate is based out of Jackson, Mississippi. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes, such as retail, office, industrial, and land. Sam Cox and B.B. Mitchell are Ole Miss graduates and utilize their unique skill sets to execute on assignment and increase value for their clients. One such client is the Village at Madison. They feature roughly 60,000 square feet of restaurants, retail, and professional office space, along with 75 zero-lot line residences, with Pinpoint handling the leasing for the commercial portion of the development. If you want to learn more about this great opportunity or other opportunities like it, call Sam and BB 601-586-3220. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best-fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom-fit, hand-tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi. One size fits one at BlueDeltaJeans.com. Go to that site. Go to the virtual tailor. And you can be measured and design your newest jeans in just a couple of minutes. Make it even better. Enter the promo code Rebel Grove at checkout. Get 10% off your purchase. You can also use that promo code in the Oxford studio. It's a great time of year to get a pair of Blue Delta's cotton genos in the works. So don't miss out. Also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry in Oxford. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford has been serving the Oxford area for 73 years. From engagement rings to wedding rings to fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more, Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. So visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 
234-2777. And we're brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or home gating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we're getting to that weird time of the year when it's still really hot, yet you know the cooler weather is coming. You want to make sure that your heating system, your cooling system is all in tip-top shape. Get in touch with the people at Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. If you live in the Oxford, Tupelo surrounding area, it's Comer. If you live in DeSoto, uh, Hernando, that kind of area, Memphis, get in touch with Southern. 662-801-1777. They'll get you to the right place and make sure that your heating system and cooling system is running in tip-top shape. Podcast also brought to you by Nick's Tan and Associates. Nickstanoxford.com for all your real estate needs. The buy side, the sell side, I have used them multiple times. They sponsor my 321 football content item. It's up this morning as we look at a lot of different things, including uh, Jerry and Ely's use, Matt Corral's success in the middle of the field, and a whole lot more. So 662-281-1200. You can click the link right there in uh, my signature on the message board or in that content item and tell them that Rebel Grove sent you to Nick's hands. If you're in the Oxford area, use them for all real estate needs. Again, 662 281 one two zero zero. Pete Thamel with ten names to watch um, for the thing. Lane Kiffin not on his list um, at all. He has James Franklin, Bill O'Brien, Matt Campbell, Luke Fickle. Yeah, Matt Campbell was the other name that yeah. I meant to bring up a minute ago. Mario Cristobal, mm-hmm. PJ Fleck, yeah. Greg Schiano, yeah, Tony Elliott, Clemson OC that's never taken a job. Okay. And then he says that because it's college football, never underestimate the allure of hiring a retread. And then he mentions Chris Peterson and Bob Stoops. Okay. Yeah, I mean, whatever, sure. But point being, no Lane Kiffin. Stoops on, doesn't uh, strike me as a guy that wants to get back into it. I mean. He seems pretty damn content. Got a lot of money. Cool. Oh, apparently he's been brilliant with his money. Really? Yeah. Clay Helton's uh, buyout is twelve million dollars. By the way, for anybody who is uh, who's curious, we talked about LSU gymnast Olivia Dunn back when the NIL stuff was first uh, being announced mm-hmm. because of her five million followers on Instagram and TikTok, and she has signed her first NIL deal. It is with Vori Clothing, and uh, it is in the mid six figures. So good for her. her first deal there. Somewhere congratulations there to her for uh, LSU gymnast Olivia Dunn. Little update there. That's they a, make fantastic running shorts. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Is it Viore? Is that the correct pronunciation? I think, so. I think that's how you say it. That does not shock me that that's her line of uh, what she went with. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I was looking back at Tulane, Oklahoma, a little bit. Tulane played a really inspired game. They had a big comeback. Oklahoma did go to sleep a little bit. They were up like thirty-seven to fourteen or something there at one point. Um, it, yeah. It. I feel like we're putting a little more juice, not us, but I feel like everybody's putting a little more juice on this game than maybe it should have. I mean, Tulane is still coming into the season a, a mid-level American team. Yeah. Um, great story. Obviously, everything they're dealing with, they've, they're having to deal with tons of adversity, but. 
we're overplaying week one a little bit. If this game is close, mid to late fourth quarter where it's in doubt, that's an Ole Miss problem where they did not play well. Agreed. It's not a Tulane jumped up and was playing the role of Cinderella. So, you just nailed it. Oklahoma blew them out and turned it off. Mm-hmm. And, to and had two, a hard time turning it back on. And to Tulane's everlasting credit. They kept coming. On a week where it would have made sense for them to go, ah, you know, this game was supposed to be in New Orleans. We've been in a hotel in Birmingham. We're going back to that hotel. This is miserable. This is not what I signed up for. We quit. They didn't. And they deserve a ton of credit for that. But. They, but. Yeah. Had Oklahoma kept the foot on the gas, and you watched what happened with Oklahoma last week because I think they won like 76 to nothing. That was correct. Very clearly, uh, Lincoln Riley made that point probably. The emphasis was four quarters. Guys. In film? Yeah. The film after the Oklahoma Tulane game, second half effort plays, I guarantee you stuff got thrown. And guys were like, hey, we probably ought to play the whole game this next time. <laughs> You got to be super careful with week one hot takes. There's a reason that people talk about week one hot takes. I think Tulane is decent. I think they're a good team. I think Willie Fritz is a hell of a football He's coach. He's a great coach, and everybody in coaching has a ton of respect for him. And you Michael saw that Pratt yesterday. is an incredibly underrated quarterback because he plays for Tulane. He's Those a, are truths. He plays his ass off. He's really competitive, and he's got some, some arm talent. And he hasn't turned the ball over all year. Yeah. On 76 dropbacks, he has not committed a turnover. Look, they're going to get some yards. They're going to score some points. I do question their defense's ability to stop Ole Miss. But Kiffin's worried about that offensive line a little bit. He's challenging them. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Let's get moving. There've been there've been some some negative plays, especially on first down, trying to establish a run. They have not established a great rhythm in the running game on set run plays. I mean, frankly, it's one of the reasons Corral's run so damn much. Yeah, it's been a problem. They don't need that. Now, Ely's hardly playing. They've got some things that they can do. I mean, yeah. I mean, Ely, Ely played 14 snaps last week. He was asked about Ely yesterday, and I thought his answer was, look, we're not showing everybody everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got games coming up. I mean, Ole Miss has games coming up. They haven't been incredibly creative with Ely yet. He's only had three plays in the slot the entire season. Mostly stayed in the backfield. Yeah, he doesn't want to show uh, – What's his name, Pete? What's the guy at Alabama? Pete, Pete Golding. Pete Golding and, and Barry Odom, everything right now. Those guys are pretty good defensive coordinators. You'd like to have them guessing a little bit. You'd like to be able to throw the element of surprise at them a little bit. And those games are right around the corner. So, you know, there is a chess match. I think Tulane ends up being... Seven and five. It's kind of what I thought before the season. I think yeah. we talked about them being six and six, seven and yeah. five, somewhere in there. I mean, they're probably a little better than a couple of those. Uh, the good news for them, Chase, is that they found out yesterday that they're going to get to go home after this game. They are. They're going to play okay. UAB next week in New Orleans. Oh, that's good. Yeah, which is good. Was that game already scheduled for New Orleans? Yeah, or did they and, move but it they'd home? already started talking about playing in at Legion Field. But the power's back, and looks like they're going to be able to kind of get moving. Even if you had to play it, wouldn't you let it just be a UAB home game? So you play in the nicer place? I guess, yeah. I mean, because at the end of the day, what difference does it make whether which stadium you play it in from a right. from a, your home game standpoint? Right. I mean, you have no fans there anyway. But I'm glad that they'll get 
to play in their home. They have a neat little, little, little field there. They did a good job. Yeah, with that, yeah. with that place. Um, so anyway, yeah. I don't know. I just I, we're talking about Tulane all week. I'm just kind of like, I mean, I'm watching them and fine, not bad. Now you're right though. Fritz is going to scheme up a lot of stuff in the run game that is going to be pretty creative and is going to create some mismatches. I mean, I, yeah. I do think for the first time because. Louisville had no run game other than Malik Cunningham. Their running back sucked. Um, I do think you're going to see a best, better scheme and run game for an opponent so far this season. Now, look, you got a hell of a step up in a week, but two weeks. But yeah, that three man front playing run defense, we're going to see a little more about that this week. I, th- I think that's at least one of the things to watch. To watch is how Ole Miss handles that that three man front and how they play defense against a two lane run game that can. Can get creative, can 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 scheme up and, and and do some things. So that's uh that's interesting. Um, yeah, Royce Newman was a really good football player. Yeah, that went underrated a little bit as his uh his ability. Yeah, he's been great in Green Bay, but he was he he had a rough day on Sunday. It was the 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 lights came on and it was a it was a bit of a challenge on on Sunday afternoon. It ain't easy being a rookie in the no, NFL. No, it was, mean, he, was, <laughs> he was he was his head was spinning a little bit a couple times there. Uh, the preseason and the real season are not the same season. They're really not. I mean, it's just not even. No, defensive coordinators dial stuff up. Yeah. In the preseason, it's, yeah, vanilla's fine. In the regular season, they start throwing stuff into the ice cream. I had no idea that Matt Campbell was 0-5 against Iowa. Brian said Well, that. not everybody beats Iowa. Okay. But Matt Campbell has been able to stay a prominent name in every coaching search going 0-5 against Iowa. That's Cause interesting. It's because he hasn't gone 0 and 5 against Texas and Oklahoma. I'm not sure. Right? Yeah. That's why. Yeah. But I just I assume that series was closer than that. And don't know why. Just look, we are the oh, flagship. Shut up. Shut up. We've got that medical school right there. We've got the law school. We've got all the money. We're the flagship. Well, there is a reason you keep that helmet on the third row and that helmet on the fifth row. Yeah, that helmet on the fifth row is never coming down. <laughs> It's it's all the way up there. <laughs> I mean, unless we troll that week. Put all that stuff in, in plain sight that yeah. week. <laughs> oh, I kind of wanted the white helmet. I think it looks better, but we'll take the blue. It's fine. I wasn't overly specific with my ask. Um, Still stunned that he autographed it. I kind of am, too. I did not anticipate that. I thought I would just get a blank helmet. Yeah. Because he did not ask anything about the the John Hancock that was no. that, that was on it. <laughs> so. They were very prompt, though. I mean, that whole thing was like four days. I mean, that's something between in the mail. I'm not surprised. Oh <laughs> Even a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a little delirious today. I don't. I don't necessarily know why. Um. I wrote a little bit about this because I think that at some point schemes change against Ole Miss. I think that you can't – Elijah Moore was a special talent. It's not That's not minimizing Drummond. But at the same time, I feel like teams will do a better job of not letting Drummond just free release across the middle of the field all day like Louisville and Austin P have to this point. So they're going to have to get Mingo and Merlin Sanders more involved in this in this offense. Well, right now everyone's forward. focused on Sanders, and that's opening it up. So saying, you, at some point there has to be a course correction. If you, you would, but you if you would, turn you the attention to, to Drummond on the underneath, Braylon's going to be available on top. So far, everyone is playing this – Not letting them go over the top on them. Well, everyone went – the early opponents watched the film from last year and said, well, who gave him problems? 
Arkansas gave him problems. What did they do? Well, they played three deep the entire game. They dropped eight. Well, so that's now everybody's what, playing. Th- that's what we should do. And now Matt Corral's going, okay, if you do that, I'm just going to pick you apart. And so the course correction's coming where the coordinator goes, yeah, it was pr- Barry had a pretty good plan that day, but it's not uh, 2020 anymore. You know, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So we got to try something different. And then how, yeah, it's, the hitter pitcher when the rookie hitter comes into the league and he hits 400 for the first two weeks. Yeah. And everybody goes, oh, my God, this is the next Babe Ruth. And you're like, hold up. They're going to adjust. And, and when they do, he's got to adjust. And then you'll start to find out. Yeah. So Corral has adjusted. And now they have to adjust. So it should open up things for Mingo and Sanders and at least make them more viable in this offense at the moment. But well, I think Braylon's got a big day coming soon because yeah, I, too. I I question whether – actually, it will be really interesting. There's two more games. It will be really interesting to see what Barry Odom does this in time. In year two, yeah. When he sees, oh, well, okay. Well, the I, chess I, match, you know, does yeah. he go, okay, well, that worked. I'm going to do it again. Yeah. Or does he go, he's expecting that. I'm going to throw this at him. Mm-hmm pretty fascinating yeah yeah so let's talk a little more about that in a second first about g and m pharmacy 662-236-2222 they're on south lamar and oxford they deliver locally in the oxford area and the upper med sink food prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you whether it's one trip to the pharmacy or one delivery you have what you need when you need it they're also tyson drugs on the square in holly springs so both locations for your community pharmacy needs again 662-236-2222 we're also brought to you by Pinnacle. They're based in Madison, Mississippi. Clients in more than 20 states, advisors in uh, multiple states as well. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. We're also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're thinking about traveling, Anytime soon, holidays, next year, whatever the case may be, get in touch with John. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He'll give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or send him an email, jedwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. Also brought to you by service specialists with office and offices, excuse me, excuse me, I'm sorry, in uh, Ridgeland, Canton, Jackson, and Oxford. Service specialists has been connecting candidates and employers since 1967. It's the oldest staffing company in Mississippi. Whether you're a new college grad or a seasoned professional, whether you're in engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, or more, you should contact service specialists. If you're a recent grad without much experience, you should reach out to service specialists. They're always looking for candidates that have potential and want to learn and get their foot in the door with growth opportunities. Mississippi's a small state, and service specialists always knows about jobs that never get advertised. So if you're looking to hire quality talent for your company, service specialist has names and resumes ready for your perusal. If you're thinking about looking for a new job or you're looking to relocate to Mississippi, but you have confidentiality concerns, Get in touch with service specialists. There's no referral fees for those searching for a job either. You've got nothing to lose. So call them at 662-832-5138, or go to servicespecialistltd.com. Also brought to you by Alpha Specialties, 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. They're your trailer-specific professional. If you want to haul it, they can call it at Alpha 
They've got load trail. They've got Hallmark cargo trailers. They also can work with third parties to have game day trailers and concession trailers built just for you. Spare tires and wheels starting at just $100. A full selection of trailer parts and accessories. Hitches, winches, straps, and more. 601-932-9798 or check them out at alphaofms.com. I talked to uh, Chance Campbell yesterday, the Ole Miss linebacker. That I think is up on our YouTube stream. If it's not up, it will be up shortly. That was brought to you by The Rogue. Hope that you will uh, look at it on YouTube. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. Uh, The Rogue is your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand select pieces from top designers. Work to lifestyle to nightlife. The perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. It is up on our site. At, oh, there you uh, go. On YouTube, yes. Awesome. It absolutely is. Yeah, I mean, you can you can see this uh, this chart and the uh, content item out front or on the message.rebelgrove.com on all social media. But Matt Corral at this moment for the season. So passes 10 to, um, sorry, 0 to 10 yards. He has only thrown 9 outside of either hash. He's thrown 20 in the middle of the field from, uh, from 0 to 10. And then from... 11 to 20 yards downfield. He's thrown 14 in the middle of the field and only five outside the hashes combined. I mean, it's been all middle of the field. I mean, so you look at Braylon, who's predominantly an outside receiver. Just from a target standpoint, Matt Corral has only thrown 10 passes outside right in these two games. That's it. He has thrown 40. um, Yeah, 40 in the middle of the field. Not counting behind the line of scrimmage. And some of that is what they're giving you, and some of that is what you're wanting to put on film. And Don Tiro's done a hell of a job. I mean He's been great. Yeah, I mean, he's been open. I mean, it's it's Well, Matt trusts him because he's got great hands. I mean, you know. I mean, some of that is, you know, where I think establishing a rhythm with Mingo has been good as Mingo's caught the ball a little better. I mean, it was probably not intentionally or anything personal, but, I mean, he probably didn't trust Jonathan completely. I mean, Jonathan sure. dropped a lot of balls. Sure. Hey, if I got two guys open and one is Elijah Moore and one's Mingo, I'm going to throw the ball to Elijah. He's going to catch it. Yeah. I mean, just your split second moving in your head up here. Sure. Kinda, of course. It, 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 it kind of is what it is. So, I mean. But, no, I mean, just phenomenal stats. I mean, they, they use NFL – quarterback rating systems on on pro football focus so anything over 100 is good ish i mean i don't that's not scientific but anything over 100 is really good and then perfect is 158.3 for some weird reason but it is uh matt corral's middle of the field numbers at the different segments and nfl ratings 158.3 so you're telling aggressively me down playing well saying that he is absolute hell between the hash marks right yeah. now. Yes. It also means he has an incredibly strong arm because balls get picked off in the middle of the field a yeah. lot. He can get a ball through a window that a lot of guys can't get yeah, through. Yeah, the windows window. have been kind of impressive. There's been several times where there was no window. Yeah. Uh, like They would show kind of the all-22 thing a little bit from behind the line of scrimmage, and you go, yeah, there's there's nothing there. Tells you how dialed in he is. Yeah. Yeah. Because he sees something that no one – the game has really slowed down for him yeah. over, the course of, yeah. uh, over the course of the year. Stuff. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm crazy when I say this because people will talk about Spencer Rattler and stuff, and I'm like, I'd rather have Corral. I mean, kind of a no-brainer mm-hmm. to me. And I don't know whether that's just the bias of seeing that guy all the time, but right. 
you know, the flip side of that is when you see one guy all the time, you see the warts too. Mm-hmm. Typically, that is the thing we see. Yeah. yeah. Hey, know. he can't do this. Yeah. He can't do well, that. that guy can't do this. And then you see him have an NFL career, and you're like, well, son of a. Um, it's week one. I'm not going to get into a ton of NFL today because we've, we've had a lot of college topics to talk about, especially after Clay Hilton was fired yesterday. But that was a big win for the Raiders last night. They did not play well at all kind of in the first half. They hung around, pulled that one out in overtime, 33-27. I don't really believe in Derek Carr, but if you said they're a wild card team, I'm not blown away. I thought Carr played well last night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's winning a Super Bowl. No. Lamar Jackson might not either. Oh, fair. Um, yeah, he's solid. It's a great stadium. It's a good. Stadium. Holy cow! And and it makes so much sense. Las Vegas Raiders. You're like, yeah, it kind of works. You get that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Oakland made sense. Yeah. There's oh, certain it's... towns where they it 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 fits. If you told me they became a premier franchise from a Free agency standpoint, I'd buy it completely. Really? Yeah, sure. I do like their black suits. Just the traditional oh, no, home, they're, they're black uniform. on silver. And, well, the white on silver is great. Yeah. I mean, they're... The Raiders are all right. They, they, the NFL gets uniforms down. I mean, they, there are very few really bad suits. There are screw-up suits. Yeah. But they don't typically And frankly, they them. kind of get fixed. Yeah. You know, you had screw up suits like you know when the Broncos there for a while. That was a terrible suit. Yeah. Um, the Buccaneers had a bad suit for a while. They've it's still not good, but they're slowly fixing it. But they're kind of like the Patriots. Just wear the suit we all like. Wear the cream sickle, oh. and the Patriots put the Minute Man on the damn ground, Absolutely. snapping the ball or whatever. Bring Steve Grogan back and just call it a day. Yeah. You would maybe have the best suit in the NFL. Just oh. do it. It's a fantastic uniform. Uh, the Bengals had a good suit the other day. That was a good uniform game. The Bengals cool. went with the all-white. Yeah. Minnesota had the purple top. Yeah. That was a good uniform game. The Vikings are not a good football team. No, but they have great uniforms. They do. Their all-white suit with the purple helmets, spectacular. What's the worst suit in the league? Jacksonville, typically. Is it Jacksonville? Because they screw it up, although it looks like they've cleaned it up I a little I still hate the Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. L.A. is slowly getting it right again. Yeah, the Rams look good. Yeah, the Chargers have a really good suit. They do. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's good. Theirs is spectacular, actually. Yeah, there aren't all not a lot of bad. No, the NFL does uniforms well. Like they have the whole uniform code and stuff that mm-hmm. people will criticize them. Like, no, no, you're right. Wear it a certain way because it looks right that way. What's our? What'd you say our Monday night game was next week? Lions. Packers. Packers. That's right. Yeah. Ugh. Whatever. Okay. They'll get to do a quarterback game though. You have Aaron Rodgers. The old Jared Goff. And Jared Goff. Goff played okay in the opener for. Did he throw a pick six? He may have. Yeah. They pretty, lost. Right. It was pretty good in their comeback because. Okay. They lost. Yeah, they okay. lost. I mean, they're they're bad. Yeah. Buffalo lost their opener to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh played really good defensively. Yeah. Maybe we're I don't, again week one. Shut up. Wait wait four weeks. See what it looks like. Oh yeah. That's the that's I mean, the rule. Let a quarter of the season go and then we'll go. Um those AFC teams, I mean, 
Kansas City, Cleveland, you saw those two teams. If you're an ASC team, you like the bar. I thought that game was huge for Cleveland. They look, no, we're real. This yeah. is, this the, is the, legitimate. The bar is high. They, they could have easily pulled it off. Yeah. So. Yeah, the Saints, the Saints need to ditch black pants, and I don't like their goal top. Just be very, just, just black on gold. White on white, white. on white or white on gold. I'm good. Yeah. Gold white on gold's are, good. The gold pants are great. Yeah. Just the black that. on gold should be the home suit every time. Sean Payton loves him some black on black, though. I know, and I don't like it at all. It's like his big game suit. It's like, yeah. No, yeah. Um, we're, I, not, we're not going to war. Like, I, like just, the, just, I like the black on gold. I, I like the white. Their white on white is fantastic with the good. with the kind of the gold helmet. Their color rush whites. Yeah. Yeah. Those, I, mean, just, I, mean, I watch those and I'm like. Alvin Kamara in that suit is oh, it's is, great. Is is really good. Yeah, but yeah, I don't mind the the white on the gold. Prefer the white on the white. And Daniel says, "Might as well get used to watching Detroit since they're going to draft Corral." Um, well, that would make sense. Yeah, no, it's in that in that realm. So, anyway, all right, uh, another podcast tomorrow. We'll uh, bring some stuff to you. I don't know what we'll talk about, but we have a day to figure it out. So we'll have a. Uh, are you running the interview tomorrow? What are we doing? I don't know what we'll do. Yeah, I I could. Uh, We've got – don't forget, go to uh, rebelgrove.com. Chance Campbell. Chance Campbell's there. Uh, Chase's 321 is there. Got a lot of content from yesterday. Feels like the week comes fast. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of stuff that's there. Uh, Zach had a recruiting reaction piece that's at rebelgrove.com. It's the price of – I don't – Less than a lunch at most places. Less than lunch at almost every place except the Oxford Exxon. Yes, that is correct. You can get almost two Oxford Exxons for that price, but one and a half. Yeah, yes. yeah. If you skip the drink, maybe you can get two meals. So that's true. And it's a thirty-two ounce drink, so that should tide you over for a minute. It, and if it, if it doesn't, it should. That's a lot you, of. Soda. You, you need to revisit yeah. your soda consumption. Yeah. So, plenty at Rebel Grove. We'll be back with you again in the morning. So have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you again very soon. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.